When do you have the time to focus on you? Let's be a pretty Buddha with Leslie Crudup and let's learn how to be a pretty you. Here's something that I read from Pema Children that I fell in love with. Recognize impermanence and suffering and egolessness at the kitchen sink level and be inquisitive about your reactions. Find out for yourself about peace and whether or not it's true that our fundamental situation is joyful. Oh, it was so hard to determine or decide what I wanted to talk about today. And then uh, this quote <laughs> came across my purview. That quote can be found in Pema's latest book, When Things Fall Apart. Joy and suffering, the two go hand in hand like yin and yang. And in the Buddhist philosophy, it's paramount. When I decided to go down this path of enlightenment and experiencing Buddhism from a practical standpoint, I found myself almost in a state of flux in that my world was shaken upside down, trying to understand this balance between joy and suffering. I want to keep this very brief today because there's so much that I uncovered. But of course, one of the main things that I covered that I found in myself that I'm sure others in the same practice as myself have found is Surrounded around that which we call the four noble truths in Buddhism. And the four noble truths in Buddhism have to deal with suffering. Suffering, one meaning that life involves suffering. There's a cause for suffering. Three, there's an end of suffering. And four, there's the path, which is the path that helps us find and identify enlightenment and being free from suffering. How do we free ourselves from suffering? Goes back to almost how do you free yourself from difficult situations or difficult emotions? Pema Chodron is clearly talking about becoming uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. I think about suffering in regards to painful situations. For instance, the loss of a loved one, which has to be the most painful experience that I think we can agree can be one of the most painful things that can happen to us as human beings. I think a lot about my mother, particularly recently her birthday, and I am reminded of how I embraced her death at that time and how I view and embrace death going forward. 
Not to say that those that preceded my mother were not extremely painful, and my mother being the most painful of all. But I've come to such an understanding as to what this really all means. And it has set the pace for me as to how I really embrace suffering. And I have to thank the Buddhist philosophies for bringing that to mind, the noble truths. I thought it was a coping mechanism that I used. And maybe it was, maybe it was masked as a coping mechanism when we lose someone and we try to find ways to make ourselves feel better and to get past it and to keep moving forward. I just look at it differently now. And I guess my comfort now is just knowing that when we say or when I say or when folks say the loved one is at peace, I truly believe that they are at peace. I know that they are moving on to whatever the next phase of their life might be because I believe in impermanence. I believe that the only constant thing in our life is change. And so why wouldn't there be change as we evolve from a human being to you fill in the blank? I wholeheartedly believe that I was something, someone, someplace, some space before I was here. And I wholeheartedly believe that I will be somewhere, someone, some space, somewhere else once I've passed through this body. And I've come to a realization about that. The Buddhist philosophy has really brought me to that point in my life. Okay, so now where does the joy come in? <laughs> now that I know that suffering is here and it's pretty evident, I can see it all around us. And I pretty much know and understand that this is what my calling is. What do I do with this bit of knowledge that I know? In that I have to find joy, in that I have to be able to walk through this space and enjoy the space that I am in, knowing these true foundational things in front of me, that I am here to suffer and that I will pass on because, and, uh, because of my belief in impermanence. I get joy or I find joy, I look for joy in just being present in the moment and being grateful for that which I have in front of me. Now that's easier said than done for anyone because some of us are sitting in a space that we are. We just would rather be in another space. But I think you have to come to realize that that's okay and said that I'm here to do something and so I'm going to smile and I'm going to be joyful in it. And once you say it, and once you believe it, and once you come to terms with those things that you can change and those things that you can't change, the one thing that you can change is how you will perceive the here and now moment that's in front of you. These things I know are certain. I can smile. I can be content in what I have in front of me and be grateful 
for that which I have in my position, possession, be it big or small. Deal with my coping with people. People meaning friends, family, those I don't know, acquaintances. Places, where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? Where am I right now? And for that and from that, I get peace. It comes down to a discipline. Joan Gattuso says it best. Without spiritual discipline, we are never going to wake up or advance on our journey through this life. But our discipline must be wedded to joy and we must find pleasure in the myriad wonders that this life offers. You can control that smile on your face. Oh, yes, you can. No one saves us but ourselves. To learn more about Leslie and support this podcast, in particular, the artists that provide our music, please visit us at BeAPrettyBuddha.com. You may now return to your life already in progress.